You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, you're not a short-term trader. You're a long-term trader. You look at things, you analyze them. It doesn't matter if the, your initial investment goes down 7.5% as long as in five years' time it's up uh, 42%. That's, that's, that's my theory of you anyway. But even you must have been quite intrigued by the fact that on Monday, at one stage, the JSE All Share Index was up 2.5%. Yesterday, it closed down over 3%, and today it's bounced back by around about 1%. It's all over the place. And I don't know, yes. if, you, if you're a portfolio manager or a salesman in a financial services company, and you've got a new client coming in, and this new client says, well, what is this? It's up and down all the time. I may as well go to the casino. It's becoming slightly casino-like in many ways, albeit short-term. Yeah, look... Look, it's very typical of a change in direction of the market. It's very typical of a bear market, essentially, and a lot of uncertainty that all of a sudden people will be gripped with euphoria and push it up 3% and then gripped with fear and push it down 3%. So that's quite normal for this sort of environment. Now, I mean, people often say to me, oh, the market. Markets are difficult, the markets are difficult. They're always difficult. I mean, the markets are never easy because you're trying to predict the future. But it is more volatile when you encounter situations like the U.S. and the U.K., the highest inflation in 40 years, rising interest rates. I mean, this hasn't been around literally for 40 years. So, of course, the market's going to be volatile. And most of the time, the volatility is going to be on the downside. Now, I can remember for many years... You know, the, the, the saying was, buy the Greenspan put. If the market dips, buy it. Because hmm. if anything goes wrong, the Fed will cut interest rates and you are back in business, you know, back in the pound seats. Whereas now the saying is, you know, you know, sell the, sell the rallies. So the moment you see a bit of a rally, it comes in and people are just selling into that, into that rally. Yeah. But, no, you're quite right. There's, There's definitely bit, a change yeah. of, 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 of market psychology, certainly a trader's yeah. psychology. But I have to take you up on one point, Wayne. You say it's never easy. From 2009 to 2021, yeah, uh, 2020, walk, yeah. it was Relax. 2020. It was pretty easy. I mean, that's not a bad. Yeah. When did uh, the pandemic start? Uh, early no, well, look, 2020. Pandemic, you, can never, you, can, you can never predict the pandemic, and the markets worldwide recovered relatively quickly from that. So. So, I mean, the pandemic's not part of a normal market cycle. No, it's not. So you can say the cycle that persisted from 2010 until six months ago, nine months ago, was one long cycle, even though it had the blip on the on the virus. That's that that is impossible. That's like a war. You yeah, but you you, you, you you can't actually put it into your investment thoughts and processes that something like that may occur. If if I was a demotivational speaker, I'd stand up and say, well, I was speaking to this chap the other day, and of course, I would never mention your name. I would say, he said it's never easy. But you had 11 really good years, 11, 12 really good years, if you were an investor in the MSCI or the S&P 500. I mean, you didn't have to be a genius to to make money. But Yes, because interest rates were low and there was no sign of inflation. So that was a relatively easy thing. That's why it's substantially more difficult now hmm. in a high inflation, high interest rate environment. It's, it's significantly more difficult. But what we're seeing now is part of a cycle. Now, I can remember for years, it's always been one of my 
true beliefs yes. in investments and maybe even in life. Right. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And when that bull market just went and went and went and interest rates stayed low and there was no inflation and central banks pumped in trillions, and I thought, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is a free lunch. <laughs> well, now you find out it's not a free lunch because ultimately all of this inflation, and I know it's exacerbated by supply shortages and the war, but all of this inflation, particularly wage inflation, is as a net a result of the economy doing extremely well under the free lunch time period. So, so, so once again, there is no such thing as a free lunch. You know? there's, there's always a price to pay. But it actually worried me for many years because I thought, well, you can pump in. This is not obviously post the, the global financial crisis. You can pump in $15 trillion into the economy, either via tax cuts or tax incentives or the central bank physically buying or low interest rates. So, you know, the whole amount that the U.S. pumped in was probably 15 to 20 trillion. And inflation didn't pick up. And if you got that amount of money sloshing around in the system, essentially at zero interest rates, literally free money, and inflation doesn't pick up, then it is a free lunch. But I, I had it. I always, I always maintained, you cannot have such incredibly low interest rates and such low fiscal discipline by countries, by governments. And the central banker just literally printing money out of fresh air. It cannot carry on indefinitely. And now we are having, we're paying the price. But now, surprising enough, I don't think the price is going to be as bad as the global financial crisis. For for one major reason. People have, have got, there well, there's, serious, there's no problem with debt, in other words. That's what you're going to say, isn't it? Debt, yeah. Exactly. And it's mainly debt in the financial system, but, but there's no problem with debt. So... I actually think, I just got that feeling that, you know, we may be within 10, 15%, maybe at worst, from the bottom of the market. So okay. the next thing we've all got to do is buy shares. <laughs> Choking, spoken like a true fund manager, of course. I mean, you're talking yeah, your book because there. You must, you, must, you must buy shares when things are cheap. And things are only cheap when there's trouble around, when there's uncertainty, when there's a probably, look, the world, the world, is probably going to go into some sort of recession. Hmm. Interest rates are definitely going up still. So I still think there's some downside, but that's when you buy shares, is when they're cheap. Because the shares are only cheap when there's bad news around. They're never cheap when there's good news around. You no, know, so not. that's when you buy shares because, I mean, you take now. Who would have thought two days ago <laughs> that the oil price would fall $10 in a day? Hmm. Everyone is saying, no, it's going to 150 well, not everyone, you know, but certainly so certain, um, certainly yeah, uh, some over, overpaid analysts at certain investment yeah. banks in the United States of America uh, said that it was going yeah. to. In, in fact, one of them said it was going to. I think it was three hundred and eighty dollars a barrel. Shapiro was telling me. He said he saw yeah. this report and he said, "Wait a second, that's that's surely a signal to sell the blasted thing." But when you, you, yeah. you talk about free lunches now, you've been in the business for how many how how many years? Please tell me. Decades. Yes, I know. Okay, decades. decades. What, what, ballpark figure? 25, 35 years? What, how long? Yeah, 25, 30 years, yeah. Okay, so let's call it, um, let's call it 27 years. Okay, now, for 
11, 12 years, interest rates fall and money is sloshing around. Every single month that something yeah. happens, the central banks flood the system with liquidity. Yeah. Now, that suddenly changes. And it's not sudden because they do flag it. They say, we're going to raise rates because inflation is going yeah, up. They never flagged, in, they never flagged in inflation and in inflation going to eight nine percent no they didn't but they, they, they did signal a change yes, in, in sentiment yes. so whether it be uh inflation going to five percent as opposed to uh, one and a half two percent etc so there was a change clearly signaled so i've yes. identified three free lunches over the last six to nine months number one sell bonds it was a bubble. Oh, that big... was a definite, yeah. Okay, so that's your first free lunch. The second yeah, one that was a... is by the US dollar. The euro dollar Correct. is currently at 10180, yeah. which is a, yeah. a multi-decade high for the US dollar. Yes. So that's the second free lunch. And then sell the stock market because people are not used to the, the price of money being Correct. higher. So I'm afraid the, yes. it, it may be only a brief lunch and you have to dash out the door before the restaurant closes. But unfortunately, there are three free lunches if you're an experienced investor like you are, or an experienced yeah. trader, or an yeah. experienced commentator Look, like uh, I am. I could see it, it stood out as a friend of mine would say, and I don't want to offend anyone, it stood out like a bulldog's balls. Yeah, but look, I mean, it just depends on your definition of a free lunch. To me, a free lunch is when Things are going up in value, and you just sit back and enjoy it. Um, what mm. you're discussing there is more, I suppose, an investment decision. You know, it's it's it's, it's a give me. It's a you know no brainer to sell bonds when they were 0.6 percent, and, mm. and you were signal that. But it's just a matter of definition. Um, but yeah. yes, it's but you see what uh, I mean? now bonds in America they went to three and a half, and they're back at about three now. You know, I don't think they're going to go that much higher. So I, I really think we are getting towards the end of the story. I, mean, I hope so. Because as we're speaking about oil, you know, if oil carries on doing this, in the, in the not-too-distant future, oil inflation is negative, eh? strongly negative. And food will do exactly the same. And if you're talking about a recession, you know, in six months or a year's time, there's no more wage pressure in, in a recession. Eh? Wage pressure disappears very quickly. So in, in a year's time, we could have inflation in America at 3%. Then they'll cut rates again. You know, and, then, and then you'll start to see a recovery in the economy and in the, in the share market. And the share market will probably anticipate that. So we, we, we're probably back into some sort of share market recovery within a year to 18 months. As I was saying, you know, the next move we must do is buy I think it'll be sooner than that. It could be a normal cycle. I think it'll yeah, be, it the, easily in, be sooner. I don't in the autumn and winter of, of this year, Northern Hemisphere, that is. Uh, Wayne, um, the oil price, uh, when uh, about a minute ago, it was $98.90, and that's Brent crude oil, yeah. and it recently peaked yeah. this year, is recently, at $139 a barrel. It's $99 a barrel. Yeah. It's in a full bear market. Uh, yeah, the West Texas crude is 9577. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, unbelievable. I think, it's going to, I think it's going to 70 or 80. So yeah. we're going to see inflation disappear rapidly. Yes. And I'm actually just worried that I'm waiting too long before I start buying. Well, that I'm waiting for this last 10%, last 5%. Uh, you know, you always want to look really clever and call the bottom, even though it is actually impossible to do that. But you want to look clever. You um, know, and I suppose we are all human, you know, it is a, there's a little bit of a, some of us are. we're all a bit fearful 
because you say, what if I buy now and it goes down another 10? Mm. You know, um, you just say, yeah, but maybe we should be buying because I even think at this level, if you bought now, you would be quite comfortable with your indecision in five years. Exactly, and that's what you do. three years, Tom. That's the, that's the easy part of your job. Yeah. It doesn't matter if someone says, well, why did you buy uh, after you'd spoken to Lindsay Williams on the 6th of uh, July? Um, it, it went down 7%. And then five. And you'll say, just call me in two, three, five years' time. And you'll see why I did that. Because yeah. you can't time the market. Yeah. I'm not a genius. Let me tell you, uh, uh, let, me, I hear you. let me ask you something about the South African Rand, which is currently uh, one US dollar by 16.8. 16.80 the dollar rand. Um, yeah. Okay, we've got a US dollar at a multi, multi year high. How yeah, many multis? I don't dollar, know. Yeah. 101.75 yeah. now the euro dollar. But on the other hand, there yeah. are internal factors, Wayne, that have to be taken into account. And you will tell me about them because off air, before this interview, we were talking about power and then you introduced water. Now, this is a third yes. world country. If you're talking about a restriction of your ac accessibility now, look, to water and look, power, tell me more, please. And unfortunately, if you just had to measure it on power and water, mm. we are a third world country. Yes, you are. On, on those two, we are, there are many, many parts of our country that are not third world. But if you just mention power and water, it's a third world country. So today was the first day at my garage. Yeah. Kaya Sands, where I work on my cars. We've had no power since Thursday last week. Not load shedding, no power. And the generator I've got, I mean, we only use hand tools and powered a few lights and boil a kettle. You know, we're not running. It's not a big generator. It's a very small generator. But you're chewing 300, 400 rands petrol a day to keep it running. Um, so we had no power. The power came on this morning, which we we're so grateful for you feel like throwing a party <laughs> you, know, you feel like turning on every light you've got and run all your compressors and you just feel like throwing a party because you got electricity but then as we opened the tap there was no water so for the first time we've had we've had water outages reasonably often you know maybe every twice a year three times a year maybe but it's the first time we've had no power and no water um at this at at the same time which which was uh, sorry this is sorry this is uh, as i came in before the power came on then the power came on and you wanted to throw a party so then we were only had no water but then guess what happens about two and a half hours after the power goes on it goes off because of load shedding Okay, so you had but at a, least we got it back in the afternoon again. So you had a localized so had no problem. Water. Yeah, you had a localized problem with, with the power, and then problem. once you got the power back on, then you had a, a, a had national a problem. problem with the water. And then yeah, exactly. And, and, and in fact, this is this is not this is as load shedding started. And I hate to say I I, I told you so or I said so, yeah. but as load shedding started, we had an investment meeting, and you know we were discussing Eskom because it was you know, a relatively new thing there. And I said, the water infrastructure is our next escape because that hasn't been maintained for 40 years. Yeah. Broken you know, so pipes. So that's our next escape is actually water supply. 
So in one year's time, two years' time, when ESCOM's sorted, which it will be sorted, by the way, because the private sector is going to sort it out. I mean, it's going to be sorted, Wayne. It's been, it's been, it's been two, it's been what, twelve years now since load shedding. How many more times are you going to say, or people like yourself are going to say, it will be sorted? It's, it's heavier than ever. No, it will be sorted out because permission has given to the private, been given to the private sector now oh, to yeah. generate substantial quantities of their own power, and that brought to, and then the problems actually are sorted because it's just been taken away from the government. You just do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but then um, I think we're going to be hit with with water shedding, mm, okay. not load shedding. But when it comes to the, well, the, in, the, fact, the, in fact, water <coughs> shedding, sorry, it's water shedding will be a bit different. Because it's actually that, you know, there's enough of an infrastructure in South Africa to distribute electricity. You just haven't got the electricity to distribute. Whereas, yeah, it's actually the water. It's actually a distribution issue. The pipes are breaking in the ground. Yes. So that's a lot more difficult to predict and control. You just, but the, 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 the water reticulation infrastructure is, is literally crumbling at my house where I live in Santa. Um, in the last three years, you've maybe had, and, I, and I'm, I'm genuinely not exaggerating now, in the last three years, you've maybe had the same pipe burst 30 times. And they just repair a little bit, and then it bursts again. But now it's a brand new pipe that's been repaired so often, so now it's actually been holding out for the last two months. Wayne, I have to tell you something, and you, you, you've said your piece and everything, and you, you talk uh, you know, enthusiastically about the private sector coming in and fixing a problem which has been more than a decade long. But you can't just go to the private sector and, and say, okay, you come in. No, you can't just flick a switch. It can't be a, a bunch no, of they, a solar they, they, farm, and it can't be a, a wind farm, and then you just plug it. And it takes years and years and years. So you've got this for many, many years. And as for the water, I live in the Netherlands, and they're constantly digging up roads. And I think, oh, please stop digging up yes. the road. I have to go down another route uh, now. But I think yes. the reason that I have water and the reason that I have electricity is because you do dig up every year and replace and things it. it would be thousands and thousands of workers across the country billions and billions of rands and they will not do it because they haven't got the money and they, well, haven't, they haven't got, got the, the money skills money and the it's not going to happen it's yeah. simple i think yeah, but look i must say our our, our the, 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 it's the same crew that comes and fix our fixes our pipe yeah. our water pipe they've been there so many times you sort of visually recognize them it's actually run by a lady yeah. And there's about five in the crew, four or five in the crew. And let me tell you, you know, you're often cynical about government employees sitting around doing nothing. This lot work seriously hard. Good, that's an encouraging sign. They come sign. in at three o'clock in the morning. they in the middle of winter. It's freezing. The water's freezing. They're not lying around doing nothing. Uh, so, you know, the problem doesn't lie with them. The problem lies with maybe not enough of them. So we actually always buy them a hamburger or, and give them some tea or sandwiches or toast or something because, you know, they're almost like a, they're regular visitors. Part of the family. Well, good for them. Part of the family. If yeah. only that could be uh, expanded to places like the Eastern Cape. And you talk about turning on a tap and nothing came out uh, apart from hissing noise. Can you imagine the family in the Eastern Cape living in a, a an informal settlement and having to walk for uh, a, a yeah. kilometre and a half uh, to go to a standpipe and fill up a couple of buckets and then walk back again. That has been a reality yeah. for the poor in South Africa for so many years and it's a national disgrace. I'm sorry, Wayne.
it is. But it, it certainly is. A, and I know, look, we can criticize the government justifiably yes. for many, many things. And I know there are still a lot to do. But the one thing the government did get more or less right is get electricity and water into the rural areas and the townships. I mean, the amount of people in South Africa who have access to water when it's there and have access to electricity when we've got electricity, you know, over since the early 90s has gone up significantly. You know, I, I would doubt that there's more than 5% of our population who haven't got that access to clean water and electricity compared to in the early 90s, you know, probably 60% didn't have access. So that, that, that's actually the one thing the government didn't do a bad job, is actually getting the, the infrastructure out into the townships and into the rural areas. Hmm. So it's actually they didn't do a bad job. It's, it's, the one, it's the one thing they did. They have done reasonably well. Okay, well, I defer to your superior wisdom um, because I read different things. But anyway, uh, Wayne... Um, not much corporate news out this week. It's one of those quiet no. uh, seasons in, in, in between res, uh, two different res, results season. So let's move on to something um, a little bit happier, and that's food. Tell me yes. about food. You have, you've always got a food story. What is it, please? Yes, I've got, I've got a food story, and it's actually sitting next to me on the seat of my car <laughs> as we speak, and I'm driving. Okay, go so on. So I had to shoot off. I had to leave the garage a little bit earlier on today because I had to pop into a haberdashery shop to buy some material because oh, I was using some mm. upholstery for my cars. Yeah. Yes. So I, I knocked. I went to this place in the Deco Park in Kaya Sands. Yes. I'll promote it because I think it's well worth the, the visit. Mm. It's called Shamdors. It's, it's the biggest haberdashery, upholstery, curtaining, whatever linen shop I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's absolutely huge. But they've got a little – there's so many people go there, they've got a little takeaway. Uh-huh. And at, I got there at closing time. I got there at 25 past four, and I bought my fabric that I needed. And I went to their little takeaway shop there, and I said to the lady, what have you got? Samosas. And she said, I'm sorry, all we've got left is chili bites. Oh. And I bought, I bought every one she had there, which was 12. And you gave me, actually, I got 13, but you paid for 12. You can have one on the house here because it's the last one. <laughs> and as I've been driving, I've, before you phoned, I chowed on about about four of these chili bites. So you got nine they left. They are just too delicious. But, but that's just a snack. So what happens when, uh, when, you, when you get home and you and your partner sit down and, and she says, no, okay, Wayne. We're having biltong soup. Biltong soup. What and a it life. It's fantastic. Mm. It is fantastic. It's uh, quite a few places sell biltong soup now, and we often, not often, every time we, we chop up a few pieces of biltong and add it to the soup, <laughs> and then we have it with extremely crispy melba toast mm. with some nice uh, lurpak, it should have salt, salted butter, and it is too delicious for it. So you've got a South African. So I've still got space for the soup. You've got a, a, a South African soup with 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 a Danish butter Lurpak. and a South African snack. Oh. And it's amazing Lurpak. I mean, it is truly delicious butter. Yes, it is. Price wise, it's as competitive as the local butter. Mm. It's no more expensive. You're not paying three times the fact that it comes from Denmark. And I actually saw a program on TV, mm. one of these Howard's Made type of program. 
where they went to the Lurpak factory, and this is one of the biggest dairy producers in the world. I mean, it's huge. Gosh. Okay. I buy Kerrygold myself, the Irish butter, but uh, Lurpak, yeah. Uh, and uh, do you buy the proper block of butter, or do you buy the one where you take the lid off and it's actually mixed with vegetable oil so it's easily spreadable? No, no, no. You buy... You buy it's a proper block of butter, yes. but it's spreadable butter. It's not in a bottle. It's in a tub. Mm. But it, it actually, doesn't you know, like, like, I don't know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, you, know, you battle to spread butter. Yes, I know. You had to, like, mush it up and on your plate, you actually put it on. Whereas, now this is spreadable butter. But it, it's not, I don't think it's mixed with vegetable oil. It's certainly not a, it's not in a squeezy bottle. No, no, I was thinking about uh, what they have is they have uh, sort of a plastic tub. You take the, the lid off the tub, and then you take that, that foil off. And even, yeah, even if it's one, been yeah, in the fridge, you can, you, can, you can spread it. You can because spread it's it. Got, and then, and yeah, then it's that's mixed the with same something. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, jolly good. Well, Wayne, uh, drive safely. Um, leave, some for, leave some of those chili bites for your partner. And, um, yes. And, um, and, I'm, not going and, to, I'm not going to leave. I'm, I might leave. I might leave the one packet of six in my car and just not tell her about it, then I can eat it tomorrow. That's great. It's always good to be honest in a relationship. Yes. <laughs> Wayne, thank you very much for your time. Wayne McCarry is a portfolio manager and, and foodie from FMB Wealth and Investment, and that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.